So I want to remind you of a couple of things that are spoken uh, in the scripture about uh, why we are here and what this is all about from uh, the prophet Isaiah. And this was spoken 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah 7, 14. You've heard this verse before. Uh, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And here's the sign. Here's the sign. The sign is that a virgin will be with a child. And she'll give birth to a son, and she will name him Emmanuel. Any kiddos in the room know what Emmanuel stands for? Does anybody know what it means? What? God with us. Yes. Yes. And if you don't know, the answer is always Jesus. 700 years, Isaiah spoke this. 15 years after Jesus died on the cross, rose, ascended to heaven on the Mount of Olives, Paul the apostle writes a letter to the church in ancient Galatia, and he says this, after the cross, but when the set time had fully come, when just the right time came, God the Father sent Jesus, sent his son, born of a woman, So whether we're 700 years before Jesus was born, 15 years after Jesus ascended back to heaven, the scriptures speak of the virgin birth of the Savior of the world. I want to ask you to consider a question. Christians believe in the virgin birth of Jesus. Atheists believe in the virgin birth of the universe. Choose your miracle. Choose your miracle. Miracle. The Christmas story is certainly miraculous. It is certainly supernatural. Uh, Kids in the room, who knows the name of the town that Jesus was born in? Nora. Bethlehem. And I know a lot. So you knew it too. I know, I know, I know. I'm losing. I'm not an elementary school teacher. He was born into Bethlehem, and so uh, the title of the message tonight is Breakthrough in Bethlehem, and I want you to invite you kids to say that with me. So the title again is Breakthrough in Bethlehem. So kids, can you say it with me? Breakthrough in Bethlehem. Yes, yes, this is going fantastic. (laughs) If you are preparing him room, young, old, Everywhere in between. If you, and I'm speaking to you individually, if you are preparing room in your heart, in your soul, in your life, you must prepare room for the supernatural. The virgin birth, the creator of the universe in human form, born as a baby into a stable. What the world counts as foolishness, foolishness, we have rested our eternal salvation on the truth that we are gathered here tonight to celebrate. Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, without faith in the supernatural things of God, without faith to understand and believe what God has done for us, without faith it is impossible to please God. We're thinking tonight about the reality of the incarnation. Kids, here's what that means. Kids, here's what incarnation means. 
God put skin on and he moved into our neighborhood so that we could see God and know God and experience what God is like. And it was a miracle. God put on human flesh and bones to save us. And then by his life and by his death on a cross and his resurrection, we receive an eternal source of wonder, gratefulness, and joy. And this story, Breakthrough in Bethlehem, beckons us to believe by faith. I'm choosing, I'm choosing the miraculous breakthrough in Bethlehem. What are you choosing? It all happened in this little town. It was an event that the world hardly even noticed. Yet the destiny of every single human being was changed on that night in that little town. Bethlehem is only six miles from Jerusalem. So if you're on North College, ah, King Supers, North College. Jacks, anybody with me? Jacks, North College, King Supers. Down to like Harmony College area, close to where I live. That's about six miles. When you're in Bethlehem and you're standing on top of a roof and let's just say when I was there in 2019 with Jackson and some other guys, let's just say we figured out a way to get on this roof. We'll just leave it at that. And you're standing on a roof in Bethlehem. You can see six miles away, Jerusalem right there. Jerusalem right there. It's not that far away. Bethlehem. I want to talk with you this Christmas Eve about Jesus coming to Bethlehem. I want to talk with you this Christmas Eve about heaven's breakthrough in Bethlehem. First mention of Bethlehem is Genesis chapter 35. It's an interesting mention of Bethlehem uh, because it's mentioned because that's where Rachel is buried. So Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's wife, Rachel. Jacob had 12 sons, which become the 12 tribes of Israel, God's chosen people. Jacob's name was changed. God changed Jacob's name to Israel. Rachel, his wife, buried in Bethlehem. Did you know that Rachel's name means you, E-W-E, lamb, sheep, Rachel, buried in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Did you know that Bethlehem is hill country? Lots of shepherds, lots of sheep. So when we see in the beginning of Luke the story, the Christmas story, that shepherds were watching their fields out at night, the reason why is because it was happening in Bethlehem. Did you know that Bethlehem, that unblemished, Firstborn male lambs that were born in Bethlehem for generations on generations on generations. They would take unblemished first male born lambs in this hill country, six miles from Jerusalem, wrap them in cloth, and they would bring them six miles to the north to Jerusalem once a year for the Passover feast. Rachel, born in Bethlehem unblemished male lambs once a year to the Passover feast. 
Later in scripture, Micah 5, also 700 or so years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem, gave a prophecy as well. And his prophecy in Matthew 5 was this, that from Bethlehem would come the king, the Messiah, the savior, the long-awaited savior of God's people, Israel. Did you know that Jesus Being born in Bethlehem is a direct fulfillment of that prophecy 700 years prior. The Savior had to have been born in Bethlehem because that's what the prophecy said. Did you know that Jesus' first cousin, John the Baptist, said this about Jesus, who was born in Bethlehem? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Did you know that Jesus, who was born in Bethlehem and eventually came to Jerusalem, where he also was wrapped in cloth, during the Passover as well, where he was offered for all time the single sacrifice for our sins, there is an incredible, an incredible foreshadowing to the cross of Jesus. It was a breakthrough in Bethlehem. Jesus, born in Bethlehem, offered all time a single sacrifice for our sins. So connect the dots with me. Jesus is our unblemished Passover lamb. Just like all those unblemished male lambs wrapped in cloth brought to Jerusalem for sacrifice from Bethlehem all those generations before. Did you know that there was really only one reason for lambs to go to the temple over Passover. There's one reason, and the reason is forgiveness. That was the reason. Breakthrough in Bethlehem is all about, is all about the radical forgiveness that was coming to the earth in Jesus. Pause here with me, and I want to remind you of a story in Matthew chapter 18. Peter is one of the disciples. He's one of the 12. So kiddos, Jesus was a teacher. And he was teaching people everywhere he went. But he brought 12 specific disciples to really spend a lot of time with him in his three years that he was ministering public before he would go to the cross and then back to heaven. And Peter was one of those 12. And Peter had this question for Jesus. And it was about forgiveness, And he said this, Lord, how many times am I supposed to forgive my brother when he sins against me? Help me understand this whole forgiveness thing. And then he said, up to seven times, which is an interesting number that Peter chose. Uh, First of all, we know from scholars that the Hebrew number for completion is seven So he's choosing a number that was pretty well known to them. But also, did you know that rabbis at that time taught that forgiving someone over three times for wrong that they've done to you is just totally unnecessary. And they based it off of a passage in Amos that was totally taken out of context. But they're like, maybe three times. If somebody does something really, maybe three times, but after that. So Peter's thinking that he's like, I'm gonna choose the number of completion, seven, and I am double plus one. So he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive, you know, 
Jesus is going to be really impressed with how spiritual I am, about how much I'm willing to forgive up to seven times. But Jesus wasn't impressed. And for those of you that know the story, he said, no, not seven times. Anyone know the number? Seventy times seven. Is there, is there a kiddo in the room that can do some quick math for me and tell me what 70 times seven is? Any kid in the room want to take a stab at that? Middle school kids, maybe? I'm, what's the number? A little under that. 490. Did you have it, Kai? You had it, 490. 490. So, the number 490 is not in the text. But he corrects Peter and said, no, 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 not seven. 70 times seven, which we know because we're smart people and we know math, is 490. And I'm telling you right now that 490 would have stunned the disciples who were listening. It would have stunned them. Although they had been with Jesus for some time, they were still thinking in the limited terms of old, up to seven times, and then it's, and then it's done. I mean, I forgive you seven times, you do it again, it's... They were thinking in terms of the limited way of the old, and the breakthrough in Bethlehem is the unlimited forgiveness that we have in Jesus. And, and the empowerment that we have as God's people to usher that into the world. 490, 490 represents an incredible breakthrough of radical forgiveness and grace. Did you know that in the Hebrew language, it's alphanumeric? There are no numbers in the Hebrew language. And so if you need to get to a number, you use the letters. And every letter in the Hebrew language corresponds to a number. So in our, in our language, it would be like A equals 1, B equals 2, C equals 3, and so on. Are you guys with me right now? Alpha numeric. Here is Bethlehem in the Hebrew is Beit Lahem. And literally has a numerical value of question mark. What do you think that number might be? It's 490. Literally, literally in the Hebrew, Bethlehem, the numerical value when you add up all the letters is 490. So let me just say this. We're not gonna make like doctrine out of Hebrew numbers but where there is detail like this in God's word, it beckons me to wonder what God is saying to us. I mean, of any number that Jesus could have used when Peter asked him that question, I mean, I was thinking like, you can do a lot quicker math if he just said 100 times seven. I mean, that's easy. You just add the two zeros to seven, you get 700. I mean, that's quicker 70 times seven is like, what's seven times seven again? Okay, add the zero, okay, 490. Like he could have used 100. Are y'all with me right now? But he used 70. And it beckons me to wonder, why did he use 70? And it seems to me that perhaps Jesus used 70 
to get us back to 490 and the breakthrough in Bethlehem where unblemished lambs were the Passover lambs, which provided a covering of forgiveness for God's people Israel. 490 gets us back to Jesus' forgiveness. Behold the Lamb of God who doesn't provide a covering for sin, but who takes away the sin of the world. Did you know that unblemished lambs that were brought from Bethlehem over generations every year to Passover, yes, they provided a covering for sin, but it was temporary. They had to come back year after year after year after year. The Lamb of God, Jesus, didn't provide a covering. He took away the sin. of the, That's the breakthrough of Bethlehem. The single sacrifice was offered once, Hebrews 10, 12, once for all time, and the forgiveness is eternal. And I'm here to proclaim this to you. You are forgiven in Jesus. You have been set free by his blood. There is one place in the entire Old Testament that speaks of the new covenant coming in Jesus. And it's in Jeremiah 31. And in Hebrews chapter eight, the author of Hebrews quotes literally straight from Jeremiah 31. And if you hear nothing else tonight, I want you to connect the dots here because this is the breakthrough of Bethlehem. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, my sin and your sin. And when we come to Jesus, when we come to his name, when we come to relationship with Jesus, when we come under the blood of Jesus shed for us, we, we have an eternal hope that we are set free. Jesus came to set us free. It was breakthrough in Bethlehem. You are radically forgiven by the cross of Jesus. Come home, come home. You have been reconciled with God the Father because of Jesus, because of the breakthrough in Bethlehem. Come home. You have been given the certainty of eternal life by the resurrection of Jesus. Come home and receive the breakthrough for yourself. The Savior was born to us, Christ the Lord. Breakthrough in Bethlehem. It is good news. It is good news. It is great joy. It is great joy. And it is for all the people. How do we express? How do we express our gratitude for this story? We believe. We receive. And we worship the living God who has come and who is coming again. We're gonna sing uh, a few songs of worship, and I wanna let you know, um, we're gonna sing part of this worship set is gonna be uh, some really wonderful Christmas carols, and you're gonna enjoy singing those, and there's gonna be a pause, and in that pause, there's a few people who are gonna uh, come around and light your candles, and then when kinda all the candles uh, get lit in the room, we'll continue to sing, because y'all would be mad at me if we didn't do a candlelight service in this sanctuary on this Christmas Eve. I know y'all. I know y'all. 
Uh, and so we're going to do that, and it's going to be wonderful and beautiful. And I just pray that as we sing these songs, that you feel stirred in the miracle, and that your faith gets strengthened, and you experience the very presence of God ministering to you in these moments. Let's sing together.